All right, let's go. Well, welcome everybody to this edition of Don Cherry's Grapevine Podcast. I'm here with Dad and Cindy. And Cindy, you and I had a really weird experience a couple of weeks ago. That is for sure. I just I just keep running it through did, my did mind. Look, you know, and you told me about it. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. Okay. We'll tell people what happened. So Cindy and I were sitting on, our, on my porch, and an old kind of beat-up old truck came in, like a pickup truck. But it was really old. It was an old beater. And a guy got out, and he was about, he was maybe about 5'10", yep. and had a beard like Santa Claus and really thick white hair. It looked just like, you, you could dress him up like Santa like my Claus. my hair, like, no, it's gone white. Yeah, but this, he had a lot of hair. He full, was really thick. Full, thick hair. Full, thick hair. And he asked, he says, he says, Don Cherry live around here? And, you know, I don't want to tell people where he lives. So I go, oh, well, you know, he's not home and all that. And he just kind of looked at Sydney and I, and he says, well, tell him, Normie Armstrong said hello and got in the car and then left. And then you and I, Cindy, are sitting there thinking, why didn't we ask, is that who? Red. Red Armstrong. And like we're sitting there and I'm going, uh, I'm, I'm speechless. And by the time I got my wits about me, the way I would have said, hey, are you Red? I, I, he was gone. So people don't know, Red Armstrong was a, played with you in Rochester, but died under kind of, what did you say? You know, the funny thing is, he died under very strange circumstances. And and Daryl Sly, my buddy, uh, wouldn't believe it was red. And a closed casket. And what happened was, he was a steel steel worker. Right. Which was a pretty tough (laughs) bunch. And... uh, he was climbing up there, and he fell, and he's supposed to have fallen and hit a rod and, and the whole deal and everything like that. So that's why they closed it. But, you know, Daryl never believed that he was dead. And neither did his wife. Don. She adamantly said that was not him. Adamantly. And if I remember her coming over the house saying that you knew something and you weren't telling I didn't know anything. I was stupid. Well, but that you were, but you were close. He knew. Should we bring up that who he was close with? It was Jerry. Well, Jerry was close to him, and he never ever said it was red. Jerry Cheevers. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry Cheevers. And uh, neither did Daryl Sly. Daryl Sly said, yeah, "I don't get it with the closed casket and everything." Yeah. Well, and then Red did have a bit of a. Oh, a, he was, but a bit of a checkered past. Checkered past is right. He'd already been beaten. Up. He thought he was a real good pool player. And he was terrible. Oh, and, uh, That's a bad combination. To, yeah, it's a bad combination. He used to bet on himself all the time. Bet on himself. Yeah, believe it or not. And um, owed a lot of money all around Rochester. And they beat him up twice uh, up in a shed. He was a pretty good hockey player. Got yeah. 30 goals. And, and, uh, yeah. and he was a people's choice. Because oh, he, he was, was a toast. Rochester, he was a toast to the town. Yeah, I they mean, did, really, they, Ro- they, Rochester. And he, he acted like he was... But right. anyhow, and all those years, Norm, and he never called himself red. And his no. hair was red, 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 red. You know, it was like an orangey red. But he never called himself red. He called himself Norm. Uh, when he, you know, and his it, wife called him Normie. Yeah. Yeah, Don called him Normie. Because 
mom and I used to go out to her house a lot. <laughs> she'd Why? Be up, well, she was always upset about his carousing and, One and time getting I, in trouble. <laughs> carousing, you're going to stop, Brett? I, I come home one time after practice, and I was really tired. I was really tired. And here her car was with a flat tire. Oh, and she said, well, you're going to change it, aren't you? And I said, you know, I'm trying to make any excuse in the world. I went out, and it was, they were all rusted. All If anybody ever changes the tire, they were all rusted. And I went and got some oil and put on it and didn't do any good. So finally, I... It took me about an hour to change it. I had to I get. Remember, a, you got a hammer, and you had a you had a jack, and then, well, she didn't have a jack, so you had to get the jack. Then you didn't. Then they were rusted on. You had WD forty. That wouldn't work. Then you got a hammer. Yeah, and then they got some, there was something that had the thing that, that would loosen nuts or something like yeah. that down at the uh, store. So anyhow, I got it changed, and I finally. So I took the you know I took the took spare the out and put put it on and. Figured she had it blown up. <laughs> As I'm lowering the jack, it went right flat too. I had to take it off and get it all. Oh, took me all afternoon. Well, her and mom were really good friends. Yeah, yeah, and I and well, I think tell, it, tell the time that um, you had a you had a pool party and oh. um, you oh, had a bit yeah. too much to drink. Yeah, I I never I never drank all summer. I or I, I got my weight down. I was really good. So I thought you know Tom Collins mix and. Gin and, and gin. That's not, not a lot of calories in it. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be pretty good. So it really hit me. I mean, I really was knocked. Your out. mother used to say, "Gin is in the blood in the cherries." Yeah, well, it was in my blood. <laughs> so I get a and Wadey was there at five o'clock in the morning. So the next day you had to go to. I had to go to work, and I go to work, and uh, I just go on. I remember that morning because what happened was the steel workers were sick and tired of this guy down below sweeping up and everything, moaning all the time about steel workers and everything. And I saw a guy line up a wrench to drop it on the guy's head. Holy. Yeah. And, and the hospital came, you know, and the ambulance and all that stuff. And okay, they, so you remember the ambulance noise I remember that. How, what, what did I get? A, what did, I'm off on another. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, so you, were, I, you, were, you were pretty hungover and you didn't quite remember what happened. I did, I did, I did not remember what happened. And, she's, and before I left, uh, and, and Rose said, Oh well, you've done it like you've done it like you you showed what your true colors last night. And I said, well, what did I do last night? She says you threw um, uh, Frank Stop. Lindsay's uh, wife in the pool. Oh no! And I'm thinking, geez, you know. And I said, I remember her going in the pool, eh? and um, I I just felt so bad all morning. I just you know I just, yeah, I'm going to phone and apologize. And I, and I saw red. Red was working with the steel workers. He said, it wasn't you. It was me that threw her right in the pool. It was Lindsay's way. Oh, I get, did I give it to Rose when I get, I get, get home? How, how did we get into this? Oh, oh yeah. We're just talking about Red. You know, the one thing I can't believe, like I, like I, I kind of remember him. I remember his face getting red when he, that's why they call it, he had red hair, but his, oh, his hey, face. Well, I remember we played an exhibition game. He didn't, he didn't uh, training camp the whole time, but he wanted to play against us. We, we loaned him to the other club. His face was purple. <laughs> his face was actually purple. He was a, and uh, boy, he, 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 I got to admit one thing, boy, when he went on the ice, he gave everything he had. Yeah. Well, he had, in Rochester, was best year, he had 30 goals. 75 points and 115. That's pretty good. I never realized until I read about it. 30 goals. And then he set a record for the fastest goal scored by a rookie. He was up with Toronto for seven games. It must be till this day. 
Yeah, 25 seconds. Holy. So his first 25 seconds first into his shift. first shift on the ice, first time he touched the puck, he scored. Yeah, he came back to us a little later. <laughs> then the punch sent him back down. To- Boy, he was a he was a, he. But he was a tough guy, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he was a tough guy. He used to pick his spots. So. <laughs> he started, and I'd have to. But be- that's why I think one of the times he was a fan favor is that he did get in a lot of fights, whether no, they were he was, tough guys he, or not. He pick his spots though, yeah, and just beat yeah, his yeah. shit. I remember the story you told me that uh, your defense partner got into a bit of a fight. Oh, uh, uh, Daryl Sly. And, uh, so where were you when... Uh... Name? I forget the guy's name. Uh, anyhow, he got in a fight with this guy, and, and, and Red kept ki- kidding him all the time. Hey, Daryl, you know, he was, oh, Daryl was all cut up. And he said, Daryl, yeah, he, he was kidding him all the time. So, and I, it was in Baltimore. I'll never forget was it, it was Gordon in... Labossier? Gordon Bossier, that was the guy. Oh, he could fight. I said, "Well, Red, you're so tough. Why don't you fight him the next the next period? We're coming out the next period. Why don't you fight him?" And he, he kept his mouth shut after that. <laughs> he did not like me after that. And we were talking about arm wrestling, and we were in Pittsburgh one time. I don't know how we got into the subject of we were having a few beers and that. And he says, "Well, I'm one of the best." And I, and I said, yeah, "Yeah." So I was going to hit him. If I lost, I was hitting. It. I was going <laughs> to drill him because that that'd be the final thing. You know, all the guys that laugh, laugh at me, whoever, whoever. But there's a trick to. to my dad taught me the trick. You turn your wrist a little bit, and you have to pull the whole body. Anyhow, he was so easy. I thought he was kidding. Or you're being set up. Or somehow I was being set up or something. Yeah. And um, I I beat him and he's oh yeah well I'm a left hander okay well let's do it left hander he was even easier easier in the left hand and I finally I now I'm really getting cocky I said I in fact I'll beat you two at once I put one guy in the one table and it was a piece of cake but I remember him boy he was uh, he he really he one one thing I have to admit about him he gave everything he had when he was on the ice I think the fans will put up with a lot as long as they know the guys are putting it a hundred percent. Well, Red, I don't like to tell you if you do listen to the podcast. and um... Yeah, I don't know. And again, it, you know, it's just one of those things where and Cindy and I both were kind of like stupefied thinking, yes. why didn't you say Red? Like, you know, because we remember him and I, I kind of remember his kids. No, he called himself Norm. Yeah, but he said Normie Armstrong. He says, tell him Normie Armstrong. So do you know another Normie Armstrong? I, n- I don't know any uh, no- Normie Armstrong. The only thing I know, he could put the puck on the net. So, Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned and operated sportsbook and online. Well, there's cons- a lot out there now. A lot, of, lot out there, and this one's Canadian-owned and operated. They're a sportsbook and cas- online sportsbook and casino. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grape, they'll match your deposit up to $500. So you get 10 spins on the big wheel to see if you get some big dough. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. So uh, <laughs> you can bet on... You can bet on anything, so it's all there, and uh, they've been a good, uh, a good, a good friend of ours. That's right. Don't yeah. forget they uh, they supported Don Cherry's Pet Rescue Foundation. Well, how much they give us? Any we have oh, to say close that close to close to twenty grand. Close yeah. to you know. So I mean, if as you say, there's a lot to choose from out there, and yeah. it's Canadian money and Canadian mm-hmm. money, and see how many of those other sites give to charities. You know, yeah, yeah. see what that, see how they give back yeah. rather than taking all they, your money. Boy, they really. Yeah, are they, they on television or what? And their budgets are big, so we really appreciate them. Right. So, Dad, not too long ago, you were talking to one of your buddies from Boston, Chris Nyland. 
and right. the Knuckles Nylon and Knuckles Nylon. And the one thing you and I talked about, we remember was that big brawl that they had with the Flyers. Last brawl ever in the National Hockey League. The last brawl ever in the National Hockey League. So let me tell you, we're Philly and Pittsburgh, right? No, Philly and Montreal. Oh, Philly and Montreal. What am I talking about? But anyhow, it was Philly. I know it was Philly because we're in Philly, and I could hear. I could. I, I forget who told me. He says. We're not going to have it. Lemieux used to have a habit. Well, I guess he started. He'd shoot in the open net after the warm up. After they'd left, he'd wait till they all lay, and he'd shoot and score in the in the in the open net. And uh, so we're talking Claude Lemieux here, of course. Claude Claude Lemieux. Well, I say Claude. You say Lemieux, everybody will with Mario Doe. It was Claude nah. Lemieux that no, was stirring Claude, the pot. Claude Lemieux, Mar- Mario me. Lemieux would never yeah, do that. Come to think of it, I guess so, eh? Same name and everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, re- but they, it was kind of becoming a big thing because the Flyers would go and they would turn the net around. And they turned the net around. So he, he was known for this. He'd do this in a lot of other... Well, I think, I think he really started this in the playoffs. Uh, Claude, Claude Lemieux. Right, Claude Lemieux, <laughs> not Mario. Not, not Mario. So and then he went down and actually turned the net around and scored. Yeah, really? And, yeah, and now they're Ooh. really mad. So you, you heard, though, that... And I heard, I, I knew there was going to be trouble. So I said to Ron McLean, I said, there's going to be trouble. I said before the game, oh, well, we'll tell the guys upstairs. What do you mean you'll tell the guys upstairs? That's because Ron's a nice guy. Hey, this is when we first started. That 70, <laughs> what do you mean you're going to tell the guys next door we're going to save this for Coach's Corner? So he was really, you know, so I went on before and I said, folks, look for a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, I think it was the, I think it was the, uh, the game, bef- the, the Coach's Corner before you said, you you talked about this. You said Claude Lemieux keeps doing this. This is they were getting upset. So and they, they were they, they were generally upset. Right. So game six was in Montreal. And Hospitar, a guy named Hospitar. What was his first name? Ed Hospitar. That's what I used to call the guys. The last name in in the coach's corner. So anyhow, so so what it kind of let me. I'll just you can look it on YouTube. So kind of what happened was. I think the NHL told the guys knock it off. Yeah. So everybody left. So the ice is empty. There's no refs. There's the, there's hardly anybody in the stands. And then Claude Lemieux and Shane Corson come Shane back. Corson, yeah. Come back onto the ice. So they were off the ice in the they dressing were off. room. Everybody was off and came back onto the ice and shot the puck in the net. Well, as he did this, Chico Resch, the goalie for Philly, Chico did and Ed Hospital, who was pretty tough. And he was a tough guy. He comes back on the ice. So there's just the four of them, and he grabs Claude. And he starts wailing on him. Oh, does he? <laughs> I mean, he give him, and you couldn't believe it. And then Shane Corson and, and they started and pushing and shoving, and, and then everybody come out. So everybody sees what's the commotion going on. Yeah, right. well, they, and, and Dave Brown come out. I remember Dave Brown come out with no shirt on, and you can't you can't fight a guy with no shirt or you know. No, I, you can't grab him, right? You can't grab a hold of him. And uh, I, what did I ask Nyland? What did he say? He well, we're, he was just you, Chris Nyland, who was there. There was like Cordic. There was a lot of tough guys on both oh, teams. Oh, there was tough guys on both of those clubs. And you know that that you know Chris that the two tough Shane. guys, Shane, and you know Chris uh, Knuckles Nyland was going to go with Dave Brown. Oh, the, and boy, did they go oh, and about three I or think four they times. Went twice. Well, at at least twice. And and there was nobody on the ice to no stop. No referees. No referees. No linesmen. No nothing. There was. They, they just went out there. But did, did, was it on TV? No, it wasn't because this was in warm up and they yeah. didn't show it. Right. Oh, you, know, uh, you know. Well, we showed it later. But you showed it later on because there was a big 
delay after you know after that. Oh, right? so you had to show it. So oh, you went on and on. Oh, and I showed it right from the and we, I, and then and we, but it was a big deal. Of course. I had the infor, inside information. He said. You know what I remember about that is him saying, well, we'll have to, we have to give that to the guys upstairs. Yeah. Give you know, the guys upstairs. I looked at it again because you were talking about it. You know the two things that I really thought was funny, Cindy, was the organist, right? You know, oh, uh, yeah. he was playing Somewhere My Love, <laughs> Somewhere My Love, and then Popeye the Sailor Man. Through the whole thing, he was playing the organ oh, of Somewhere My Love or Popeye the Sailor Man. But it really, like, there was guys on the ice without skates. Yeah, guys with flip-flops and Well, and I was watching it on uh, YouTube, and you're, you're sort of in it too, aren't you? Like, so, oh, like, I thought it was great. Like you could have, like it shows you by the ice and everything. Yeah, were you, you were thinking watching. of breaking it up or anything? Did no, you? come to think of it. Oh, well, well, it was before the game and everything. And they were fined $24,000, but there was nobody, no penalties. Nobody got a no, penalty. Because, because there was no yeah, linesman call, or anything. What would you call and, it? And from then on, you have to have a linesman on the ice and you have to have a referee on the ice. And, and it was all because of this, they were riot. And it was a good, it was... If you want to call a riot, that it was a riot. Well, oh. after that, they put the rule in yeah. that if you left the ice or if there was a brawl, it, you know, some players are going to get 10-game suspensions right after that. So. Boy, you know, I remember that one. I, rem- I, can, I can still see uh, Brown coming out with a, with a shirt on. He had long hair. He had long hair, too. Yeah. And, you know, him and Nyland are going to go because they're, they're, they're the two toughest guys on both sides. And, and that was a reputation. And boy, when they when they went, they went. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, it was the last brawl ever had, and uh, with both teams on the ice, and because of the because the linesmen are out there. And if you, and what was it, what's the rule they have now? If you leave the bench, remember Clarkson left the bench. Yeah, and, if you leave the bench, you get an automatic ten games. Yeah, and he as soon and Clarkson when he left the bench, as soon as he put his foot on him, and he forgot. And and he he never um, never recovered from that. Never that recovered was from David that. David Clarkson was with the Leafs, and he got traded or got signed by the Leafs to from New Jersey. And in an exhibition game, that Scott, that tough guy, went after Phil Kessel. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. Now, Kessel, like, like, why would he go? You know, he's supposed to be a tough guy, and you're going after Phil Kessel. Well, I think Kessel hit him with a stick or nah, something. Still, though, I mean. Ed, anyhow, we're getting off the subject here. <laughs> we're in. Anyhow, that was the last brawl he ever had in hockey. Uh, with the two teams going at it, and it was a beauty. Well, I, I have to admit, uh, yesterday was a big deal, and the paper had a big deal on uh, Cadre bringing it back to Ontario. And who's got the last laugh? When he was when he was eighteen, he was a better he he was a better goal scorer when he was eighteen. He come up. I never forgot that. He come up with in a, a training camp. He, he he led the team in scoring. I, I I think I got this right, and he was tied in the points. And uh, he was sent back. And he really thought he was going to make the club at 18. And he should have made the club. And I think one of the mucky mucks up above said, Kadri is a good guy. He, he gives opportunities to both teams. <laughs> Something to, to that effect. Yeah. And he, he, well, he you, have, you said, or you went on Coach's Corner a couple of times and said there was never been a first-round pick treated as worse as he was his first year. I couldn't believe it. And I'm, you know, and he was, here he was leading the team in scoring at the time, and he was still giving them heck. I think they had it in their mind they were going to send him down, so they had to give him. But they said some awful things about him. Yeah, they called him fat. Yeah, he, fat. He was, one thing he is not is fat. 
and uh, out of shape and the whole uh, here he is leading the team. If he's out of shape, what about the rest of the team? Well, he was one of the he was one of the only one of the many players that you kissed on Coach's Corner. Oh yeah, <laughs> you well, Dougie that? Gilmore was first. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Orr, Dougie Gilmore, and, and Nazem. That's the only three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know what? I give him a lot of credit. You know, with uh, when you had your whole thing about the poppies, he was the only one that came out and uh, supported you in so many words. You know, and well, when it I, when really I, meant a lot to the cherries. When, when I was famous, hockey <laughs> <laughs> night in Canada. He still remembered me, which is a pretty good guy. He really put on a show yesterday. He didn't look that good, though, with a hat on <laughs> no. and everything. Why did he have a hat on? But anyhow, he carried the he, – and he, there was a big dent. I saw him earlier. There was a big dent big in the tent. Stanley Cup. Somebody dropped it. But anyhow, Kadri's a good guy. And he How do you think he's going to do in Calgary? Oh, I think he's going to do good. He'll, uh, he'll get about uh, 20 to 25 goals. Well, I'm anxious to see, like, when I, I think it's going to be a real rivalry this year with Calgary and Edmonton. And you know Nazem, he can, he can get under people's skins, and he's going to get under Kane's skin and, and McDavid's skin. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. He has to a knack of doing that. So, Dad, you know, they, they showed Nazem, he brought the Stanley Cup to a mosque, and they were showing that uh, his family's from Lebanon. Well, I'm going to talk about another guy next week. Uh, t- talk about a, a Lebanon, Lebanese, from Lebanese, and uh, Eddie Hatoum, and boy, this guy, he could skate, and uh, I'll tell you a few stories about Eddie Hatoum.